Thank you for listening and watching the ESBC Podcast Network as we finish up our series. We got one more podcast after this as we will bring in uh, a former Miss Miami current executive in the healthcare industry to kind of give us to sum up, to help us sum up. And give us some perspective. Give us kind of a different opinion. We've had Dr. Gardner's opinion when we started off the podcast. He took a racist turn. I kicked him off, right? Uh, and, and we're looking at this Trump Nation's nine from a non-political point of view. We're looking at the evidence and letting us know where the evidence is taking us, right? Uh, in the ground rules are because you can have your own opinion, but you can't have your own facts. And what are facts? So for us, facts are things that have been proven to be true. And how do you prove something true? You do it with direct evidence, right? And what is direct evidence? How do you prove something? look with video, with corroboration, right? Documentation that's corroborated and contemporaneous, right? Eyewitness testimony is the least uh, credible uh, form of evidence, right? So you need a lot of corroboration, contemporaneous, corroboration from many sources to validate and to make real uh, evidence this this eyewitness uh, testimony okay so with that being said in the last episode we looked at the people who got arrested, right? And who participated in the riots who were not part of law enforcement in the military. But as we speak, more people are getting arrested and there's more data. And what we'll do is we are going to take all the transcripts and we're going to write them up and we're gonna add links to them. They're gonna be on the website. So you will have comprehensive, you will have more information than what you uh, normally would have. Okay. So you would have more information than what you normally would have from anywhere. You're going to have different information that you haven't had anywhere else. All right. So. We're going to go in this episode, right? We are going to look at the political leadings and more information that you ever could have or ever wanted to have <laughs> about the people of the Russian craft. What is it that they believe? Other than what we've discussed previously, previously that they uh, believe 
in uh, less government. They want the government off their back. They're against uh, liberal victimization, right? They they are against uh, uh, free health care and free college for somebody who just got here from Guatemala, right? They hate all that. But on top of that, there's deeper leanings that we will we'll look at in uh, this episode as well. Now, and then in the last episode with our guest, uh, Janet Foster, former Miss Miami, right? Uh, in that episode, we'll wrap everything up. And we'll look at her perspective. We'll have a different perspective to kind of wrap it all up. And uh, as the series combines, uh, we'll have a preview episode. And there'll be two episodes I did with Sarah Lynn Robinson, right? She's an actress now in New York. She used to be in L.A. And she provided a lot of perspective last year, around this time last year. So it's going to be once the document is put together, a podcast, transcripts, insights, right, from non-Don Lemon, Tucker Carlson types, real people doing real academic research, but cultural research, and just people on the street, uh, logic and information. So you get a real cultural, deep, entertaining, comprehensive uh, details of who Trump voters are and who rushed the Capitol. You get insights and things you cannot get anywhere else because we're independent, right? We're independent and we do not have a political axe to grind. So when you look at uh, their political worldview, now, before we get into their political worldview, Dr. Gardner, former mayor of Lake Forest, PhD, psychotherapy, had a lot of businesses, got successfully recalled one of his uh, colleagues there. He talked about the links between serial killers and people that rush the capital. Now, doing further research, uh, consulting with psychotherapist licensed in California, managers of clinics, uh, did a deep dive into ser serial killers. And uh, serial killers, because of DNA evidence, because of cameras, because of social media, uh, their business has died down. So even though 40% of serial killers are still out there and never get caught, uh, they're getting away with a lot less crimes. But what is their pathology, right? And what is their link to people that rush the capital? Now, in the last episode as well, we detailed anti-personality disorder. And we looked at seven items uh, that link people that rush the capital through their uh, social media, through what they got arrested for, through newspaper articles that they've written, and their own public statements. We, we linked 
uh, antisocial personality disorder, which the actual criteria is on the episode notes of the podcast. And we talked in deal in detail about it last podcast. So usually serial killers lack empathy, of course. Uh, they have a lust for killing. And you got to remember, right, that us as humans, we're natural predators. We kill. I mean, you look at the United States this century, went from World War One to World War Two to Korea to Vietnam to uh, invading some islands when uh, Reagan was president. And we went from invading those islands to uh, Iran, right? Iraq twice. We invaded Iraq twice. Uh, we invaded uh, Afghanistan to this day. So we're natural killers. We kill. That's what we do. And there's been wars since the beginning of time. Uh, we noticed uh, this is May 28th, 2021, right? And we had a mass shooting in San Jose. And we've had 232 mass shootings and over 900 people killed. Because that's what we are as human beings. And five people were killed at the Capitol. And in the previous podcast, we talked about the nature of those killings and how they looked, right? And the fact that I've been in bar fights or ran away from bar fights where the whole bar was fighting. And it looked like the Capitol. And I've seen bar fights where police officers have been killed, where people participating have been killed, similar to what happened at the Capitol. Now, I'm not making an analogy or making a direct comparison between the two, but I am offering information and evidence that you can evaluate for yourself. And we talked about the different groups, but we'll get deeper into that today as we look at all the political uh, alignment, right? And then kind of like the underlying factors that I've researched. And really, I've... I've I've uh, uh, engaged with my whole life, right? I remember working with a guy from Georgia, deep south, southern guy. And he said, man, these are the types that believe the man on the moon was fake. And the WWE wrestling is real, right? Of course, we had some of those types. We have Marjorie Taylor Greene. That is one of those types. We have people that are prone to believing in delusions and conspiracy theories, right? So with that being said, uh, those are paranoid delusionals, right? So when we looked at anti-personality disorders, where we looked at uh, people who might be paranoid uh, delusional, we use the DSM, right? Which is the dialectical, dialectical statistical model for disorders. And that's what we use to uh, educate ourselves on possible pathologies of people who 
uh, invaded the capital. Now, we are not psychotherapists like my wife. My wife's been a psychotherapist for 17 years. And we're not psychotherapists like the people I interviewed. However, right, it gives us insight and gives us real possibilities to the pathology of these folks. So one thing I would like to touch on is uh, something uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? So people listen to this podcast five years from now. She might not be around, but she is a congresswoman from Georgia, far right. And we'll talk about in this podcast what is far right, what is alt-right, what is domestic violent extremists, what is domestic uh, far-right extremes, right? And their political worldviews. We'll talk about China, uh, their view of China, right? But one central tenet of right-wing groups, in addition to what we've detailed the past, past podcast, is their uh, hatred of Jews. Uh, their belief, and this is all, this is actually true. You can look it up, the Library of Congress online. But in 1913, uh, Woodrow Wilson convened illegally three senators, but they did it. And they made the Federal Reserve uh, private, right? So, and who owns it, right? Who are the five families that own it? One of them are the Rothschilds, was a Jewish family. That has deep roots in the India Trading Company. And then the India Trading Company uh, was a huge, right? It was the first huge bank corporation that we see now all through Wall Street. And, you know, the Rothschilds are a Jewish family. And that brought on a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of, they control the banking system. So when you look at the economics of it, uh, people who rush the capital, people middle-aged, white people who are divorced, uh, one item to the we can cross is their level of intelligence. Most of them are high school people, but they've done well in the richest country in the world, right? Uh, so they hate Jews because they control the banking system and they blame their lack of economic success on the Jews, right? Whatever you do, don't put the blame on you. So with Marjorie Taylor Greene says that wearing a mask is similar to the Holocaust, she knows what she's doing. She's raising money from these people, people who are capital, far-right groups who are anti Semitic. Okay. Again, this podcast is about the politics and the worldview of people who rush the capital. So, because Rothschilds, one of the five families that own the Federal Reserve Bank, they uh, have a grudge against the Jews, right? So, I don't know what it, but a lot, of, there's a lot of hypocrisy involved because. Uh, you think of Jared Kirshner, right? Jared Kirshner is the son-in-law of Donald Trump and is Jewish. Uh, 
another topic we'd like to discuss. We hear rufflings is uh, me going through my notes here. China, all right? So China, uh, one thing to note, right, is the deficit, right? Uh, because of, in the minds of people that rush the capital, liberal victimization, they feel that the deficit is increasing and again, adding uh, negative economic pressure to them. Now, the way it works, and I have an MBA, and I have a master's of business science, and I have successful three businesses, right? So I'm qualified to offer an opinion as to uh, the bottom line, what's going down with deficits. Uh, so reading Barron's, reading The Economist, several articles. The bottom line is that because of our the strength of our military, the United States has the most secure banking system. So even the most hardened, well, not even the most hardened, they fight against the less hardened communists, right? Either a Chinese Communist Party or the Russian Communist Party. There's people there that buy real estate, which is a $26 trillion market. And the stock market is a $16 trillion market with a T, right? They invest in American um, stocks. They invest in American real estate and they store their money in the United States because the United States has the best, the most secure banking system. So how do you tie that into the deficit? The way you tie it into the deficit is that because of that influx of money in our banks, right? We can borrow at a very low interest rate. So the interest rates are rock bottom. So this is the best time for the American government to borrow at a very low interest rate. In a way, it's like the United States borrowing from themselves because people are storing this money here and we secure it up to $100,000. No other country in the world does that, right? So that's why the deficit's not an issue. However, and the Republicans have been hypocritical, right? That's why, you know, Republican and Republican crime, and that's why far right, all right people are ne not necessarily Republicans, and they, you know, come up with the uh, rhino, right? Republican and name more. You're not a Republican if you want to increase the deficit, but Republicans always increase the deficit. They did it through assault, and then with a tax cut, they knew what's going to increase the deficit, but they didn't care because not really none of these people are really paying attention. Then during the Bush years, the deficit exploded through defense spending. But at the end of the day, from an academic economic standpoint, deficits are irrelevant. Deficits do not matter, but they do matter to the people that rush the capital. So China, China, 
uh, has a long-term plan to take over the world. They feel that their culture is superior. They have a horrible, weak army, so they have to do espionage, and they have to dr- uh, bribe American politicians. Uh, and they have to work through espionage, but espionage is hard for them because who's the Chinese spy, right? The guy with the slanted eyes or the girl with the slanted eyes. So espionage is hard for them. Uh, their military sucks. They tried to fight Vietnam a few years back. If you're not kick your ass. And they went into China and took parts of China that the UN made them take it back. But the Chinese, uh, they're like the, almost like the Arab military. They get their ass kicked and they lose quick. So they can't, they know they cannot fight the US. So you have COVID-19, which uh, evidence is leading us to believe that COVID-19 was a biological weapon used by China. And it wasn't really used. It probably leaked out because they're very incompetent, too, with science. They can't invent anything. All they can do is steal from us, and that's part of their espionage from everybody else. But still, they want to take over the world and feel they're, they're uh, the superior culture, right? A lot of dichotomies and hypocrisies and complicated things in life, right? So in finance, anything that's too more is complicated. So there's two more layers and factors to China. But when you look at the worldview, the people that rush the capital, they hate globalism and they hate China. America first, high tariffs, right? And again, America first because people feel disenfranchised and they feel that uh, Mexicans crossing the border are impeding their economic success, folks who rush the war. And this is the worldview of the people that rush the war. So they hate Jews. They think because Rothschild controls the banking system, right? They hate China, right? And discuss, we broke down China. And right from the get-go, and we're noticing it with people that got arrested, right? So people that got arrested uh, usually aren't the brightest stars in the world. Even though some folks that got arrested were kids that were doing really well at the university, right? Uh, Some people are just drywall people, people who've done trades, lower level contractors. However, we'll talk about it in the next podcast with Denise Foster, former Miss Miami. Now she's an executive in the healthcare industry, and she's on the uh, Democrat Central Committee. Uh, assembly, I think, 76. We'll talk about people who funded this, right? So there's big money donors, really intelligent people who laid down millions of dollars to kind of fund uh, the operation. But there's a lot of underground people too, right? So if you have a nonprofit and you're the Proud Boys, 3%ers or groups like this, you have to and a lot of the law enforcement involved who didn't get caught, because they never get caught. How do drugs get to jail, right? Through law enforcement. Now, putting my economics hat on as an MBA is you cannot have an economy without having an underground, without having prostitution, drug sales, what have you, right? And who's the link to that, right? The police. And there's a lot of successful 
rich cops who worked in this underground environment their whole life, either through as a participant in a uh, police gang or nationwide police consortium with gangs and biker gangs and judges and so on and so forth. Or uh, they worked narcotics the whole time, right? Or they worked uh, in these underground economies. So uh, up to 10% of an economy for it to be successful has to be an underground economy, right? Because the underground economy, again, we get back to the deficit in the economy and uh, the, the the price of a, the dollar, right? The price of the dollar, having a lot of deposits in for foreign entities, for foreign people, and then being able to borrow against that at a low rate, making the deficit irrelevant. So to help with that liquidity, you need underground mentality and you need underground people. So when you listen to these people talk, when you listen to the guy who put his feet on Pelosi's desk and didn't care if he got arrested because he's committed so many crimes, he knows how to work the underground world, he didn't care, right? So those are the politics involved. These people do not, even though they're supposed to abide by the Constitution, they do not care about breaking laws and they view the laws from a different angle, from a different political worldview than most people, right? And then you hear the three percenters. Remember the three percenters are analogous to the three percenters who revolted against the British when the U.S. government was formed in the 1770s in the Tea Party, right? a big central part of the political worldview of Trump voters and people who rest with capital is, again, liberal victimization that were overtaxed, taxation without representation. And we have the right to take arms and to beat down whoever we need to beat down to get it back to the point where there's uh, the correct taxation and there's the, 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 the correct culture in place that isn't a, a liberal victimization culture. Uh, think of the NASCAR crowd, right? Uh, and then you got to look at the racial element as well, right? Uh, make America white again, right? It's analogous to uh, make America great again, right? So they're both tied together both part of the worldview, both part of the culture. And uh, as Matt Gates will tell you, in the Second Amendment says that you have the right to bear arms and kill people to get to that point, that cultural point, right? The, the correct taxation um, with the correct repre- representation. The funny part of it is that all these states, all these red states, small states, where a lot of these people come from, they actually benefit from uh, the liberal coast of the East and West paying actual, by percentage, more taxes in to support these poor states. But again, they're poor, so they have to have a system. They have to have reasons to blame someone else. Because like the song says, whatever you do, do not put 
the blame on you, right? And even though they, they talk about accountability, they talk about uh, not having entitlements or not having, you know, not entitled to anything, uh, at the same time, right? It's a dichotomy. It's, it's a hypocrisy. Uh, at the same time, they feel entitled to a certain economic l- level. And they blame, right? They're they're blaming, even though they, they feel that people should stand on their own two feet and people are responsible for their own lives. They're blaming their lack of success in life on all of these things we've detailed in the last couple of podcasts. This podcast focuses on their politics and the worldview. Next po- uh, podcast, we're going to talk about voter suppression and that. So it's very interesting as you go through all these podcasts and we go through all this data dump and all this information, right? All this comprehensive information we have. uh, You notice that there's a lot of layers involved. But when you piece it all together, we have given you a complete picture, right? Of who these people are why they vote the way they do, their political world view, what has transpired through their lives, and their deep thinking into the political world view, especially from a macro point of view. As you go in micro, you get into specific uh, conspiracy theories and delusions like QAnon with pedophiles and conspiracies with CNN. There's a lot to mention. However, we've tied it in through, you know, anti-personality disorders, what goes through through the DSM, and I'll list them out in the next podcast. And uh, paranoid schizophrenics and anti-personality disorders, all those traits that causes those specific conspiracy theories to kind of change through the years and months, right, to fit a narrative. And in the first podcast, we kind of detailed kind of the the game plan for the conspiracy theories. So very, very fortunate, lucky, and good. We've been able to give you detail on the political worldview of the alt-right, domestic violent extremists, domestic extremists, and where their thinking comes from, from a traditional and cultural point of view. Next podcast, very excited, getting a different kind of little point of view. There'll be a little back and forth. You know somebody's honest when you can agree to disagree, right? So we'll be back tomorrow with the last edition of Trump Nation's 10-part series giving you all the information you need to make sense of and to break down who Trump voters are and who rushed the Capitol. And in life, you always get much more than what you give. 10x is, I guess, copyright, so we'll go with 12x. And I remember Sir Winston Churchill who got us through the last major uh, 
catastrophic event in Western civilization history, World War II. He said, you make a living from our labor, but we make a life from what we give. That's why we're giving you all this free information. So you're more educated and you have a clear path where to point for to do your own research and come back at us with what you think. So we all understand we're all America and we all work together. Because remember, a house divided can't stand, as Abraham Lincoln said. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network.